gosh, you guys need to be on it. Da, da, da. And they're like, cool. And I was like, cool. And then left. <laughs> <laughs> no, exchange, yeah. no exchange of info whatsoever. <laughs> right. So, I, wasn't get, I wasn't letting you out of my car without getting your information. Right. It was awesome. Or vice versa, giving you mine, whatever. We are welcome back to I Wish I Was Dead podcast. Today we have a very special treat for you. We have Denver's dating expert Dave Glacier. Is that right? Glazer. Glazer. Let's, Glazer. Go. Let's go German. Oh, I know. Well, you know, <laughs> we talked about this, didn't we? we did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, from the Believe, Be Real, uh, Behold, a podcast for authentic dating. <laughs> you totally nailed it. Did I get that right? No. How does it go? <laughs> Believe, be real, be bold. I, I said, like, behold. <laughs> I swear, like when when you were on the when you were on be the bold. pod, we laughed for an hour. I think we did that. Too. And then I laughed for two hours more after yeah. that. Like, I don't even think that I can bring myself to like re-listen to it. Um. Well, my, I don't know if I can either. But my favorite thing is is like I was like, wow, that I just destroyed his podcast. I felt so bad driving home. And I couldn't believe that. You gave like, my podcast herpes. I did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know. And gonna syphilates. Once you have it, you can't get rid of it, my friend. I know. Thanks, you know? Vegas. And I'll come back on again, cause like a good case of herpes. I'll just come back and rear my <laughs> ugly face. <laughs> when I eat too much sugar and drink too much coffee, that's when I get you back. There you face. go. Exactly. Nice. So let's do this again. So believe, <laughs> be real, be bold. A podcast for authentic dating. It is enlightening. I have watched a bunch of your videos. Um, my favorite one is the TMI, which we talked about on yours. Mm-hmm. Also, Narcissist, which I talked about on yours. Mm-hmm. But there are some <laughs> that I didn't get around to, and um, I think it's even better that I don't know that much about it because I want to get your insights on it. Um, like the like long distance relationships. Like, what is your take on long distance relationships? What do you think? Well, for me, that it didn't work because I had to. I had to understand what my love language was, mm-hmm. and if my love language is quality time and physical touch, yeah, how the hell can a long distance relationship even work, yeah. right? So I was in one briefly. It was way too long, like six months too long, right? Oh wow. You know, and I'm not much for phone sex, but yeah, that doesn't replace quality physical touch. Right. You know, I hear you. So of course it was going to implode after a short period of time because I wasn't getting what I wanted most, and uh, she obviously couldn't show love in that same way. Yeah. <laughs> By well, not showing up when she said she was going to. Oh. Uh huh. So no, that's a big deal. Oh, it gotta, torched me. Yeah. Yeah. Because Eric and I, we were in one for a year. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was from July until March, but every month, like we made sure that we did a trip, mm-hmm. and it was three to five days, mm-hmm. and. I drove 10 hours from Atlanta up to Illinois once. And so like, yeah, so if you're going to do something like that, you really got to put in the effort, make the time, pay the money for it. Okay. Uh Yeah. If you can afford the travel, I say go for it because you're going to experience a lot of um, unique locations if you want to meet in the middle or the person who lives in, say like Vegas can show you Vegas and then they come out here and they can show you Denver You can show them Denver. And that's kind of what we did with him as well. Like we... We were in Clinton, Illinois. <laughs> There's nothing there. So one I'm day not, out of that yeah. five days, yeah. all right, here's my hometown. Yeah, Let's just much. go home. A bunch of antique stores. <laughs> and the bedroom. And the, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> we were actually no, but we were actually at his mom's house, so it's not like it was two separate bedrooms. Got yeah, it. Yeah. 
and one bathroom. Good old Midwest. One bathroom, yeah. So that, yeah, it was fun. Um, no, but his mom's house is great. I mean, it's a, it's a gray area and stuff, but um, it was just a little different. It's not really a vacation destination. Um, so moving forward, friends with benefits. We touched this. Uh, touched this. We went over this we, a little we bit. We touched on this. a lot of children. Yeah. I mean, uh, budding. I mean, yeah. uh, new ideas on my podcast. <laughs> um, when and if you do release it, I can't wait to put it on my page yeah. to be like, this is what a real train wreck looks like. And the whole time he's like, I'm never posting this. And I was like, yeah, I wouldn't either. <laughs> so, I think there's five minutes straight that I actually have to edit out. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. And we got done. He goes, I'm just kidding. I'm going to post it. I'm like, I don't know if you will. <laughs> um, but we brought this up on the on your podcast, uh, Friends with Benefits. That's when I went on my smart ass where I was like, yeah, you got to you know be friends with successful people that have, yeah, like, that have a 401k. dental, vision, yeah. 401k. But that's not what you're talking about. You're talking about hooking up with your friends. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like the booty call and um, the premise behind friends with benefits is that one or the other is always going to get hurt. Yeah. Uh, there's oftentimes one person gets feelings for the other and then they start to express that or like want to hang out more often. And that's not going to work for the person who simply just wants the, um, the piece of ass. Right. Wow, that was... A far, a no, far I like cry it. from from how I host. My I podcast. know. Welcome. You are in yeah. the explicit <laughs> realm. We don't fucking care. <laughs> All right. So we're talking Relax, about getting a piece lose. of ass, right? Getting a piece of ass. <laughs> and what happens is that like one for person just ends up feeling used and like um, not valued, and that's not what a relationship is. So coming from the authentic side, if if two people can be honest with each other and say, "This is all that I want." And that's good with you, and you both know that it's going to come to an end. Yeah, have at it. I say have your fun for a little while if you both want to be single. If one of you is secretly looking for a relationship, uh, it's going to be a train wreck. And if you are that person, you got to be honest with yourself, then, right? And honest with the other person too. I, yeah, that truly is where the authenticity comes from. Um, honesty. Tell yeah. yourself the truth. Yeah. Oof. If you're lying to yourself. You'll never be able to tell the truth to somebody else. Well, you shouldn't be dating anyways. It's called therapy. You know what I mean? Oh, so. I, I'm in therapy and I'm still dating. Well, wait, then, wait. I'm dating and I'm still... Well, are you dating your therapist? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Hannah's engaged. I'm hoping, <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping to get the, the actual wedding invitation, though, because I oh, think okay. I've changed her life. Oh, yeah? Not for the better, but oh, I good. think I've changed her life. Yeah. <laughs> she knows all the dirty secrets about you. So, almost all almost you know all. more than she does I bet yeah <laughs> everyone kind of since we are such an open realm here people like to really like open up and tell us all the the things they don't really want everybody else knowing um, and that's my favorite thing because sometimes on a podcast you can forget about the microphone and I'm sure we've had guest leaves and be like oh wait a, wait a second I shouldn't have said that and I'm like I'm posting it fuck you <laughs> I'm kidding <laughs> he, except he's not <laughs> no have you listened to our last episode no um, so it I've was never only 13 minutes long because we couldn't air any of it <laughs> <laughs> exactly so with the friends with benefits thing I've never had a friend with benefits because I'm an overshare in TMI and then it's either I'm not into you or I'm way into you and I ruin it before it could even start kind of thing. So that's just me personally. What? Yeah, usually with that one friend every six months. Yeah. Um, so It always comes down to like, well, he only texts me when he wants a piece, you right. know, and it's 2 a.m. every time because he didn't hook up with anybody else at the bar. And that's where the... That's where the devaluation of yourself comes into play. Well, it's like we used to hang out all the time before that and do yeah. shit, and now yeah. it's all weird. Yeah, because yeah. it's 
just about sex now or um, maybe a thin veil of a drink or dinner before sex. Right. I mean. Yeah, like McDonald's and a 40, right? Yeah. I mean, that's romantic. <laughs> Neil, why are you still holding the 40? <laughs> <laughs> this just got awkward. All I have are 40s in the fridge, man. <laughs> We've had a lot of 40 jokes on here before. Um, I'm trying to picture you drinking a 40. I, I, I can't do it. Oh, I can drink a 40. Really? You shotgun it. So you just like chug it. That is a big can. Yeah, you, you know, can. I can't shotgun out of the glass anymore. I straight mean, down just, to the stomach. You know? <laughs> it just you. started cutting my throat. And... <laughs> so um, moving forward, can exes be friends? Can you be friends with your ex? I think yes and no, and it depends. <laughs> okay. So the reason why that, that conversation came up is because my ex from two years ago, um, she always comes, she always goes, she always, you know... It's not like this gravitational pull mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah. Maybe for a little while after the relationship ended, it was like we just couldn't separate ourselves because neither one of us could let go. That's one of my biggest um, learning lessons in being single is like, just let go. Mm-hmm. To let go of the short term, let go of the one date, let go of the, the hookup that you just made or whatever. <clears throat> well, what are some good mechanisms to let go? I'm, the reason I'm asking is um, I went through a really bad breakup one time and it took me a year to let it go. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I was calling or going after him. It's just I, you, you the, what am I going to do now thing. Yeah. And then you, you just, everything is always focused on that person and you can't let it go. Like what, what are some things you can do to let it go? Uh, never ask yourself, what if? Like, what if I had said this different? What if I had done this different? Um, never ask yourself, what could I have done better? Because that person was simply just not for you. Like... When we, when we talk about too much information, giving too much information too early. Um, guilty. Guilty. <laughs> what happens is it kind of it kind of disrupts that trust-building phase that you need in a relationship. However, if this person is for you and you guys are going to end up together long-term, mm-hmm. they're going to be understanding and they're going to be like, oh, well, thanks for sharing. I mean, maybe that was a little too early, but you know what? Uh, screw it. Let's just keep going forward, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've definitely overshared, for sure. Yeah. No, I mean, on your podcast, you admit that. Yeah, so, of course. Yeah. Which made me feel a lot better, because that's all I do is overshare. So, like... <laughs> it, was a, it was a complete, like, flip from, say, like, my mid to late 20s, early 30s, yeah. where I shared nothing about myself. Mm-hmm. Like, I dated a girl for six months, and neither one of us knew that the other had a kid. Really? Yeah, because... Well, we were dating, but it was like an every other week kind of a thing, and oh. we were just meeting up at a bar for a drink, and... I think we only slept together once in that time frame because mm-hmm. we just couldn't get on the same page. Yeah. And we never got to the point of like actually sharing what yeah. our family lives were like. It was like, <laughs> she walks me out to my car one night after the, after the bar. She sees the car seat in the back of my Jeep and she's like, ah, you have a kid? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. She's like, me too. <laughs> we're like, oh, we've been hanging out for four months. <laughs> Obviously, that's my avoidant attachment style coming into play. Yeah. Which is how friends with benefits kind of just kind of tanks after a while. That's interesting that you said that because I, I have a friend right now who's been dating a guy and it's not kid. He's married and they were dating for like three to four months and they just found out like she just found out that he's married yeah like there's no and um i go well doesn't he have social media and stuff she goes yes but it's all like work related stuff yeah and so like and they just never got around to it and then she told him about it and he acted nonchalant about it like yeah so i mean that guy's a dick yeah (laughs) or a narcissist whichever but what i'm trying to say is like when you're dating somebody there's a lot of time with that person or whatever that you really don't get 
real involved with them. And it's so weird that you're actually with somebody and you like somebody and you really don't know anything about what they're not yet. What they're about. Anyways, yet. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So I just uh, thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> this is the way we should have handled it on your podcast. No, I love how the King of Awkward just came in. And yeah. <laughs> what did you call me? He called me the personification of the Hindenburg explosion. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I own that. I want to get a shirt that says that, Dave. I was like, he's so creative. <laughs> like, that's great. With the actual blimp like erupting in flames. Yeah. It, it's not even like when it first starts erupting in flames. Yeah. It's literally like right before it touches down on the <laughs> yeah. ground. That's how inflamed your, it, it your was. awkwardness yeah. is. Yeah. Like Tommy Boy when he's got the toy cars and he's like, oh my god. And then he lights it on fire yeah. with the yeah. lighter. Do you guys validate? Uh, <laughs> one of my favorite movies. Oh, that's awesome. So, since you are the dating expert and we're trying to help our audience not be such awkward losers out there. Um, first question for you is, how many cocktails are appropriate to have on the first date? Uh, yes, no, and it depends. <laughs> um, one to two is like appropriate on a first date because okay. I mean we've all been there that we just get sloppy. Oh, I've done it on first dates, and yeah. we either regret that the next morning or we're like, "Who are you? Yeah. <laughs> you like look to your left." Yeah, and that's where the term coyote ugly comes from. Mine was like, "Oh, I'm your Uber driver." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Really? <laughs> wow." <laughs> I'm so glad that Eric was actually in the car yes. when you got in. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, we didn't even really get into that. Yeah, oh, how we met. Oh, yeah, yeah. I met Dave. So Dave's straight, ladies. He's a good-looking guy. Go for it. <laughs> My Uber driver comment was actually a personal experience I had years ago. But, no, we met Dave. Um, we were Eric and I were at a bar, and um, it was right before, and I had a little too much to drink. Go figure. Um, and there was a bar, and there was these two guys that were setting up for an a open mic night at the bar. And so, like, I ran over because I'm a dumbass. I don't have cards with me. I don't have any information with me. And I run over to these two comics setting up. And I'm like, oh, you guys are comics. What's your name? And I butter them up and stuff. And they're, I'm like, yeah, well, I got a comedy podcast. We're focusing on Denver comedy, like comedy and, and top talent and that sort of thing. You guys should totally be on it. And they're like, yeah, we'll totally be on it. And I was like, Cool. So then I grabbed Eric and we just left. Yeah. Like they're like, who the fuck was that guy? So then we get in the back of Dave's car and Dave's first like, first of all, first of all, yeah. Like as I'm pulling up, you're stepping into the street. Yeah. You didn't even let me pull over. You just like. Yeah. I was like, that's the guy. You, you hop onto the top of the Hyundai like you're a ski rack, and you just grip it and rip it, and you're like, thirty-three year old Drew in a yeah, like, city park. Let's go. <laughs> let me slow down before you step out in front of the car yeah. and ladies make sure you're checking the license plate because i don't even think i did that <laughs> yeah my biopic looks nothing like that. yeah um yeah and so then david and i were just talking and then we're, he has a podcast and i have a podcast and i was like well let's be on each other's podcast that'd be great i need somebody that's actually kind of intelligent smart and knows something about something and um <laughs> you that's hear that katie and eric <laughs> yeah that's yet to be determined i mean eric the it guy here i don't know why i call him the it guy he presses a fu- fucking button you know and katie Sometimes. she's been on my couch for weeks she can't get control of her mold in her apartment <laughs> And then she's like, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say anything. And every so often she'll be like, oh, I'm into depression. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, that ass groove on the couch is getting deep. (laughs) She's comfy though. She's comfy. (laughs) I would be too. Yeah, my, uh, sorry about the dog hair, Katie. I got a towel though. Oh, okay, good. 
Excellent. Ah, that's yeah. Sick. We'll touch on the towel Did down thing later. <laughs> so yeah. she brought up something. She goes, "Did you guys know <laughs> that they make blanket sex blankets that you put down over the bed before you have sex, so you have to clean it all the time?" Yeah. And I was like, "Nobody well, has to sleep in the wet spot." That, and that's a great idea. She's like, "Do you guys? Did you guys know about that?" And I was like, "Yeah, we have like six. No, but uh, we don't. I'm kidding. They're called uh, towels. They're called towels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I have a blue one, a black one. Yeah. Hey, why do you always pick out the door of the Explorer Beach towel? Yeah." <laughs> <Seriously>. <laughs> Come on, Diego. On <laughs> the map, on the map, on the map. And Katie's over here thinking, uh, no man has ever used that map. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like donde vagina, Dora. <laughs> donde el clitoris. There you go. What is, it, what is um, Spanish for vagina? Dora the Explorer. <laughs> on the map. Uh, I have a kid, so I grew up like. Okay, I didn't grow up watching Dora. This How old's your kid? She's 16 now. Oh, good. So you didn't have to do the baby shark do 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 do. No, good. Okay. She's gonna listen to this podcast and be like, "Oh my god, face oh, palm. This is my dad." Well, I'll I'll, I'll kind of hide it in, in with our other stuff. I know like what you're trying to do with mine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally transparent. I, I gave my daughter the first couple of episodes, and she's oh, good. like. Uh, she's like, I love Jackie's voice. I could just listen to her all the time because a little high pitched kind of a yeah uh, child's voice on a, one of our great a great interviews. And she's like, I love it. I could listen to it all the time. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's very cool. Um, so does she live with you full time, or are you guys? No, we're custody? we're split custody. Um, she lives about an hour away. Oh, cool. Uh, so she's going through the typical sixteen year old. Dad's not very cool. Right now, neither is mom. They just want yeah. to be with their friends, and yeah, yeah. She's she's pretty buddy buddy with her mom, which is great. Her mom's a good mom. Well, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Did, were you married to her mom? We were. Yeah, for a couple years, forever oh. ago. Really? Yeah, fourteen years ago now. So, I mean, when did you realize? And th- this is too personal. Just let me know. But when did you realize that it was like pretty much time to like kind of move on and, and start mm. like doing mm. your own thing, kind of thing? I think. Well, we were going to marital counseling and. Um, like we just couldn't get the homework done. Yeah. You know, like maybe we both cashed it in. We were young. Yeah. And we're like, well, we tried, we gave it our best shot, you know? And now I'd say that we're pretty good friends. Oh, cool. We support each other in everything that we do. I wouldn't say that like we call each other up and have conversations, Right. but we can co-parent like with the best of them and we're connected on social media and she'll support everything I do. And sure, I'll support everything you do. Yeah. You know? That's the biggest thing. I mean, we grew up in the, you and I and all of us grew up in the age, the whole co-parenting thing. It's not that it's a new concept. It's just that, I mean, I had a, uh, my parents were married, but my brother's my half brother. And so I saw a lot of crazy shit that went on um, with my dad and his mom. And it, they were not co-parenters. <laughs> they hated each other. Gosh. And there was like no if, ands, or buts. And you don't realize what kind of toll that takes on the kid mm-hmm. to see that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's all part of the letting go piece of, you know, if you've both decided that it's over, uh, let it go. And if you don't know how to let it go, that's when the time to speak to a professional is is appropriate, for sure. Get therapy. Mm -hmm. Therapy. Cool. Um, Let's see. So we did cocktails. What is your favorite thing to do on on a first date with someone? Uh, for a long stretch of time, I was going to coffee for first dates. You know, I, I'd given up drinking for like six and a half months, seven months or something like that. Oh, nice. And I would hit up the coffee thing because, you know, in, in Denver culture, mm-hmm. it's like on to the next, on to the next, on to the next. It's like a revolving door. Not a revolving door, but more like grass is always greener kind of a mentality, especially in the online dating experience. And you're like, well, I mean, if we don't connect in the first half hour, boom, I only spent money on coffee and then I'm out. Well, that, that wasn't it for me. It was really um, 
to determine if they were flexible, um, didn't revolve around, didn't, their life didn't revolve around alcohol, which is not what I want mm -hmm. in my life. You know, I live an active lifestyle, mm -hmm. you know, so I show up at this coffee shop once, um, probably la end of last summer and <clears throat> I got my dog with me, so I didn't go into the coffee shop, but my date came out with her coffee in her hand. She's like, you want to go for a walk? I didn't even have to spend money. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, she already had her coffee cause she got there first and. Um, we walked around Watch Park and it was great. We made made out for like a month. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Hey, cheap first dates are the way to go. Agreed. Like, you know? find a common, uh, find a common interest, whether that's a comedy show, mm -hmm. uh, or it's a concert, or somewhere where you can talk, but like still enjoy the actual activity. Yeah. What the fuck is with people on going on first dates and like going to a movie? Yeah, I don't think I hear of that, or at least I shouldn't hear of that because that's so counterproductive. It's stupid. I did have a second first, uh, not a second first date, sorry, a second date where she invited me to go see. This had to have been like a big thing from her childhood where she wanted to see the new Winnie the Pooh movie. Oh. <clears throat> and I'm like, this girl's banging hot. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, sure, let's, let's go to the movie, <laughs> you know? And the movie was so bad that like normally... <laughs> Is it the Probably. new one with uh, Ewan McGregor? Ewan McGregor, yeah. Oh, it's God, so yeah. awful. <laughs> but what was awesome about the date is that like it was late enough in the evening, there was five other people there. We talked the whole time. Oh, that's cool. Like, we made the best of a bad situation, and we went out like three more times, but... Um, Didn't work out. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. She was definitely playing the field at that time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. See, that's always a bummer too. Like, especially if you meet somebody and then you figure out, oh, they like there's like six of us. <laughs> wow. I'm all for competition, but yeah. that's a bit excessive. So, all of our like core values matched up, and it was great. And I thought it, I thought it could go somewhere. First of all, don't ever fall in love with potential, because yeah. then you're gonna get your hopes up, and then they'll always be dashed. But you hear that, Eric? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Neil, he saw right away there's no potential no. whatsoever in you. <laughs> Well, at least he's realistic. <laughs> or settled. Yeah, whatever. You know, it's that, kind of, it's that time in your life. You're late 30s. I mean, you're not going to get better than this. <laughs> Is that a challenge? <laughs> so, so let me let me finish off this this little round of dating. Like, um, I couldn't tell if I was friend zoned. We talked on the on the phone for like an hour one night a week, and then we'd go out oh, once a week. That's a good I'm sign. Like, yeah. This is a good sign. Like yeah. all of our core values matched up. Um, there was this like little TMI situation where she talked about her ex-boyfriends a little bit too much. Oh, that's annoying. <clears throat> I'm all for like sharing history and stuff like that, but not the reasons why like it ended in a way. Da -da 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 -da. Or if you feel like there's still a connection there. Yeah. Like, or or like, they're like miffed about it. Still. Yeah. She hadn't like, let go. Yeah. Which is, which is something that I've become aware of like yeah. since that time. And I'm like, all right, I mean, I can roll with, I can be flexible. I don't have that hard line of boundaries that I can't hear about your past experiences and plus it helps me determine if like I'm gonna get super jealous just by hearing about the ex-boyfriend mm -hmm. and I didn't which is a good sign um, but like this weekend came up and um, we had tentative plans to get together but I also had a jujitsu tournament that weekend first of all she didn't even ask me how the tournament went oh. second of all like um, I hadn't drank for like three and a half weeks to prepare to cut weight and uh, it's kind of like a celebration thing to go out after a tournament with your team and then with friends and things like that. I didn't hear from her until like Monday afternoon. Oh, and really? we had tentative plans like Sunday afternoon. That's kind of a bitch move. Well, that was the that was the time when I'm like, oh well, definitely I'm not the only person that you're seeing right. because you went MIA 
for like 28 straight hours. Yeah. Which I stopped counting. I'm like, all right, well, you're obviously not the person for me because you're not rising up. You know, mm-hmm. you're not you're not leveling up to to where um, I am at right now. You right. Know? So let that one go pretty quick. I would too. She still orbits everything I do on social media. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, that's weird. Yeah. So she's a social media stalker? I don't call it stalking. It's just like tuning in, keeping tabs. Like, well, I'm a social media stalker. You are. Well, I, I do. It, the, I, the, my job with this podcast is I bring on people I have no idea who the hell they are, and I have to go through all their social media to figure out shit to talk about. So I'm always like, and then like we had one guy on here, and he was like, "How the fuck did you know about that?" I was like four years deep on his feed. You know, <laughs> I'm talking about his aunt, like I know her. You know, and I'm like, "How's Aunt Susan doing?" <laughs> First of all, don't do that before your first date, and then definitely right. don't say Aunt Tula on the first date. Oh, is that Aunt Cynthia or Aunt <laughs> yeah. Caroline? Because I saw that yes. new puppy, and yeah. just like, yeah. anyways. I love St. Bernard's. What the fuck? <laughs> and all of this brings us back to like why I started doing social media detoxes over the weekends. I saw that. I saw that on there. Um, what is that? Like, what do you learn from that when you do it? Like, what, what does it just, I mean, kind of explain it a little bit? Because there's a lot of people out there that, Either they're never on social media or they're on it too much. And um, I've never done a detox because I'm on it too much. But what is it, like, how does it help you? So this will be the eighth weekend in a row that I have not done social media of any kind. You know, um, there's tools out there that can automate all of my business posts. You know, so mm-hmm. Hootsuite will throw out, like, my Monday morning at 8 a.m. post that correlates with the podcast or whatever, you know? Uh-huh. So the first weekend, I really started it because, let's use it in the context of Instagram stories. Orbiting and stalking are part of this. Yeah. So like if Orbiting. you've got if you've got some free time on the weekend, you work Monday through Friday, and then like you're starting to share what's happening in your weekend life, because that's what social media does. Mm-hmm. It brings us closer together. It's a great tool when used appropriately. But let's say like you come across somebody's Instagram stories feed and there's like that um, Morse code that 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 that, that like forty five little yeah. tiny tabs at the top and you're like, How am I gonna get through these little Instagram stories yeah. before the end of the day, you know, so this person who throws out like 45 Instagram stories Maybe that might be needing a little bit of validation but say like I've got 10 stories from a Saturday and I post one in the morning. I'm like cool awesome You know 15 people are, are paying attention to what I'm doing But then I start sharing more and I'm like, oh my gosh, the first one goes to 90 the second one's only got 20 and then da 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 da. So it's kind of like I'm trying to figure out this numbers game on the marketing side. Of, I use social media for business almost exclusively. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, numbers game on the marketing side. Um, what kind of a post, da 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 da, what kind of Instagram story. And then there was a crush that actually started tuning in. This girl that I had a crush on, uh, yeah. uh, you know, had gone to like one of her kickboxing classes and I'm like, damn, this girl's smoking. Then I met her boyfriend. <laughs> uh-huh. He was there in the class too. He had his shirt off and he was like really pissing on his territory. Oh. <laughs> which I'm like, all right, you know what? If you're in a relationship, you're not the girl for me because mm-hmm. I'm not that guy. I'm right. not going to come between you and a guy that is obviously possessive or whatever. Yeah. So, what I found out is that they ended, their relationship ended, and she had remembered me from the class and we had been connected on social media for a while. And she started tuning in. And I'm like, oh, well, she watched the first three stories, but not the last two. And then before I go to bed, oh, she tuned into the final two. I'm like, okay, that's kind of a good sign, right? Yeah. So I was hosting an event for the podcast, and she had actually, like, grabbed my last comp ticket for that event. And oh, then really? didn't show. 
So if you're a comedian and you've got comp tickets yeah, to a no, show no, 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 and no, it's no. a friend of yours or a crush or whatever. You, you better like, be in the hospital or like something better be broken. Right? Yeah. yeah. So that was the second week of my social media detoxes and it was like the perfect time for me to get off of social media. Because then I could actually let go of the fact that she didn't come. Yeah. It's a good thing that she didn't come because I got like super vulnerable at the end of the event. It was a part of a mini episode that I put out. Okay. Um, really good content. Really good live event for the podcast. And I'm like, well, I'm kind of relieved she didn't show because then I wouldn't have been able to share my whole heart yeah. at the event. You know, I'm kind of maybe trying to impress somebody at the event or yeah. something like that. So I come back from my social media detox Monday morning and the event was on Thursday. And I'm like, oh, maybe perhaps there's an explanation message in my inbox on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Nothing. <laughs> but yet still orbiting everything I did on Instagram stories from then on out. Mm -hmm. And I'm like... Well, I can't let go if I'm still attached to whether or not she's watching my Instagram stories. And then I started doing more regular detoxes and it helped me let go of that like result. Okay, I'm going to post an Instagram story and get a result by how many people watch it. Mm -hmm. I had to detach from that because that's not healthy for me at all. Yeah. So after eight weeks in a row of doing social media detoxes and we've got some regulars who come in and they do it every week with me, mm -hmm. I'm learning new and new things about myself every single weekend. I mean, it's just like, I'm on it a lot just to like check up stuff, but I don't understand the whole Snapchatting everything you do. Yeah, I mean, I have friends I that do that and they pull it out and they're like, oh, let's take another picture. Let's do that. I'm like, we're at a bar that we go to all the fucking uh -huh. time. Who cares? You know, or you like, you, you'll go on social media like, oh. Look who's back at the Rhino Beer Garden. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it's the third time this week. And look, they're all together again for their photo. It's like yeah. no one gives a shit anymore, you know? When people are starting to ask you, hey, did you see that Instagram story uh, yeah. from yesterday? Yep. That's when we start to like see a real problem with our society. Yeah. And this is why I wish I was dead. Yeah. And that's why I love your you said fucking the name. podcast. Yes. It's because like this one thing about our generation, our, our culture today is seeking external validation for the things that we do on social media. Yep. And when people join the social media detox, we just lead it by text message. I'll check in twice a day, once in the morning, once at night, and help people kind of dis uh, disconnect so that they can reconnect with people in person, become more present at the Rhino Beer Garden, mm -hmm. and they're not just nose up or nose in their, nose in their cell phone. Like yeah. actually look up, text somebody, call somebody, get together with them in person, and I guarantee your stress will go down, your self-confidence goes up, and your connection with other people becomes stronger. Well, no, that's, um, I'm glad you brought that up. And I'm guilty of this too, but there's nothing worse. And I have friends that do it still. And I've actually been paying attention a little bit better when I'm with, some, not with like these two. Um, I could give a shit, you know. Yeah, that's no, called just, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. No, but like... That's called taking your friends for granted. Well, no, we're just, the three of us are around each other yeah. all the time. Because, you know... Because of the yeah the circumstances the mold, everything because of the damn mold <laughs> when you even get that shit taken care of Katie um, no but we're around each other all the time so like for the podcast and stuff like that's the only information I can get for somebody um, before they come <laughs> on is I can like look up their Facebook and sure, stuff come on there sure. and then bring that shit up but um, when I go out with my other friends um, that I don't see that often and like we'll go meet for lunch or we'll go do something and they're on their phone the whole freaking mm -hmm. time. Or they're sitting there and they're like, oh, hold on a second. And then they take a phone call while we're at like dinner. And mm -hmm. you're like, and I'm guilty of that too. I've done that before as well. But get off your fucking phone and have a conversation with me. Like it pisses me off more than anything. And um, by the way, I don't know if you guys can hear this or not. Yeah. Those were our dogs scratching at the back. 
we live in a bad neighborhood. It's not my neighbor, so it's not like she's coming over looking for anything. <laughs> so the meth head next door that's like scraping along your windows. We usually we usually throw like a twenty out there just for her to go away. But I'm out of cash today, so yeah. she's just out there scratching. Well, it's funny. Martin lives at King Boulevard, is right down the street. She's not gonna have to walk that very far. No, yeah. To spend that twenty. Exactly. That's what we're doing. We're here to help the neighborhood. <laughs> I wouldn't say gentrifying. We are not gentrifying the neighborhood. We're just helping the neighborhood. Right, Eric? Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, the white guy moves into the neighborhood and they're like, well, there goes the neighborhood. Yeah. That's how it is here. Yeah, they, they don't they don't want us white guys in here. Then they're like, oh, they're gay? Okay, we're cool. Yeah. <laughs> Not, they have a lot of people in and out of their house, though. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> they're like, what are they doing yeah. in there? Yeah, um, maybe I'll ask him for math. Well, we had a we had a we had a girl comic on earlier this morning, and he's like, we need more girl comics. I'm like, I know because the two gay guys have had a lot of dudes going in and out of here. They're going to get the wrong impression. <laughs> Neil's got to eat. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, right. um, so tell me. So we talked about the be- believe, be real, be bold. Your podcast. You got it right. I know. I wrote it down. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <right>. Behold. <laughs> Behold! 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 <laughs> Dave, the dating expert. Um, but um, oh, and funny. we talked about this a little bit on yours. But why don't you talk about your um, your training um, app? That you oh have. yeah, okay. Yeah, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? I've gone on it a little bit and looked at some of your programs and stuff. And um, I just think it'd be a good thing for the listeners to know about. Cool. So. Um, so Fit Life Champions has been my personal training and nutrition business for six over six years now. Um, it all started with my mom as my first client. And then it kind of grew from there, and um, I started to see a really common theme amongst all of my clients. And they would come to me for help, yes, with body composition and getting stronger and getting into better shape. But what they started sharing with me is, you know, you get real close with your, they become friends in your sessions, and they started sharing with me their their life story and. Um, when, when somebody's a, a training client for three or four years, you just can't help it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, what'd you do this weekend? Oh, I saw my family, but when I was younger, da, 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 da. You know, it just comes up. And the common theme that I started seeing was their improvement in mental health, the longer and more consistent that they stayed with a fitness program. And yes, I knew that coming out of college that self-efficacy was one of the reasons why I wanted to work in the fitness industry for my own reasons, you know, Using fitness and nutrition to combat anxiety and depression for 20 years for me has been my number one tool, uh, my coping strategy, in order to kind of become more even. No peaks, no valleys, you know? So I saw that same common thread coming through my clients. And then, you know, one particular client, she worked with me online and then one day a week in person. And after eight months, she lost 15 pounds, 8.5% body fat, and then went on like a worldwide um, sabbatical two and a half months she was gonna be gone oh, she wow. quit her job which was stressing her out being a night nurse and she said Dave you saved my life I was contemplating suicide before I came to see you. oh wow and when I heard that of course I'm like the paradigm shift happened for me I'm like really if I'm gonna be a consistent coach and use fitness and nutrition for myself I need to start sharing that story mm-hmm. of the benefit of fitness with mental health and after six years, I, I decided that in-person personal training wasn't the best um, thing for me anymore. I was starting to get tired and, and burn out. So that's where the app came in with uh, like one free week of online personal training and one full month of meal prep program can help people get jump-started 
to feeling better about themselves, decreasing stress, and boosting their energy. Mm-hmm. And so now, the reason why the podcast started is to complement the fitness and nutrition. The second common theme that I started to see from my clients is like, we couldn't get to their fitness goals as quickly or as safely as we possibly could without addressing what was going on mentally. Mm-hmm. And I'm, no, I'm not a therapist, but what I am is a coach. And I use a tool called the Enneagram. It's a personality assessment that helps us kind of like guide the conversation to help them become more self-aware and discover a whole lot more about themselves. Now that test, is that like an online test? Yeah. So they can actually go to a website. It's mm-hmm. called what again? The Enneagram test at ninetypes.com. And they can just screenshot their results and send them over to me. And I'll give them more resources to become um, more clued into who they are as a person, why they have the tendencies that they do, why they think the way that they do. And then they can actually bring that into getting better fitness results because we're overcoming limiting beliefs of like, I can't lose the weight. I won't lose the weight. Mm -hmm. I've never been able to lose the weight. Those are limiting beliefs of like, I'll never be good enough. But if we become more self-aware, then of course we're going to understand why we've been held back for so long. What are you on the Enneagram? I'm an eight. Eight. So I'm the challenger. Oh, right? of course. Duh. Yeah, Duh. yeah right? So yeah. a challenger would gravitate to things like um, being a lawyer, being a, being a, um, a therapist, or being um, a personal trainer, you mm-hmm. know? So um, when I really dove deep into the Enneagram, it's been over two years now, I really understood why I felt um, betrayed by past relationships. So I was so sensitive to betrayal, mm-hmm. and I would hold on to that for so long. And then I understood that my lifelong goal was to learn that vulnerability is a strength and not a weakness and that helped me let go of past trauma past relationships um, the things I was hanging on to that were holding me back personally that's really cool and I'm really glad you shared that story about um, your client because we started this uh, podcast with the name I wish I was dead and it's to highlight embarrassing moments when you're really embarrassed and it's a sarcastic kind of I wish I was dead, like in that moment, like I could just die kind of mm-hmm. thing. And um, once I released it and I posted a lot of stuff online and in earlier po- um, episodes, I kind of joke around about it. But um, in all honesty, like there's been people on Instagram where they have a bunch of pictures of them cutting themselves. And then there's been people on Instagram that have like followed us that literally are posting like suicidal thoughts and stuff like that as like pictures on there. And um, each one of them, I just, I, I reply back to them and just, just do the suicide prevention hotline, the 1-800-273-8255. And so at the end or beginning of every episode, we always mention like, if you're having suicidal thoughts, make sure you call this number. Mm-hmm. There's someone there to talk. Um, for everyone else, you know, we're here to make you laugh or joke around, but this is a sarcastic portrayal of the actual words. It's not what we're really feeling. So you bring that up was perfect for this podcast. Mm-hmm. So. And that's why I love listening to the No Offense episode because podcast is a great platform to share what we're passionate about. And of course, uh, self-awareness, personal discovery, and then fitness and nutrition can all benefit mental health, self-efficacy, confidence, decreasing stress. So I'm just going to hammer home that as my core belief from here on out. No, no. And I did did download – well, I was there. Went at your place. I was like, I'll download it right now. So I did download your app. It's Fit for Life, right? FLC Online in your app store, yeah. Perfect. 
And um, I haven't started it yet, admittedly. Um, but I think um, with everybody, you want to set a good goal date where, you, where you're going to start and you're going to start working on it consistently. If you um, do something like that in the heat of the moment, um, my own personal experience is I will fall off the wagon a lot faster than if I set a date, I get my mind wrapped around it, and then that's my time moving forward. Mm -hmm. Would you say that that's a good plan or would you say some people can just start right, right now and do it? The best plan of action is just keep trying. Okay. Like the more often you keep trying, just take it that first workout over and over and over and over again until you start to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons why the program became so popular is because I'm teaching you skills to use in the gym, I'm teaching you how to become better at these specific exercises over the course of the month. And then you're like, I never would have thought I would have been able to accomplish X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. But because of the program, now I can go on to the next month and learn new stuff. Mm -hmm. And then the month, next month is learning new stuff. Yeah. And it gets harder over time because then, well, we're breaking through plateaus, but we're also getting you outside of your own personal comfort zone, which is what that first exercise program does. That day, day one, mm -hmm. oh, well, shoot, I let six days go by. Okay, day one again. And then two days go by, day one again. And then now we're doing every other day. And now we can advance. Okay. No, that's a, that's a good way to set it up. Um, what would you say to somebody that's like, they're not obese, but they're very out of shape. They don't know where to start. Like, how do they get, where would, what would be the best thing they could do right now today to get them moving towards that direction? Uh, go for a long walk. Like, it doesn't even have to be long. The long is very kind of individualized. Mm -hmm. Like, it's all about your own perspective a long walk could be around the block today twice tomorrow three times the next day so darren hardy wrote a book called the compound effect mm -hmm. and it's one of the tools that we use in our in our program is that we're building upon the day before like darren hardy actually talks about three men who are compared side by side they all start in the same place they're not obese but they're overweight mm -hmm. uh, man a does the walking around the block advancing his distance um, maybe it doesn't have to be double every day but two blocks the next day three blocks then four blocks then five blocks he lost 20 pounds in six months the man B did nothing to change and so he stayed on the couch with his chips you know stayed mm -hmm. at the same body composition stayed at the same body weight he did nothing to change but man C actually went the other direction and he started engorging and started um, doing all the bad routines that he knows are not good for him. And he gained 20 pounds. So if you think of it in perspective, not from the guy in the center who did nothing to change, and not from that guy to man A, but from man A to man C, it's a 40 pound difference. Oh, yeah. Okay. See what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just, I mean, using that as an example right there, I mean, that's that, that's a good motivational like yeah. kind of thought process or, or, or what is it? What is that called when you give it a Mindset. Mindset. Yeah. Yeah. So instead of going backwards at any one time, the fact that you're just moving forward one inch at a time mm -hmm. should be um, reward enough. But it's got to be a long-term mindset. Yeah. There is no quick fix whatsoever. Yeah. There is no starvation diet that's going to stay off because you will not be able to sustain it. Yeah. I mean, there's things in my life I can't sustain. You know, I just closed down my studio and jujitsu had to take a back seat for two weeks. And that just breaks my heart because it's my life, it's my passion, yeah. my hobby outside of work. 
and it keeps me sane, actually. Yeah. Getting choked out by men in their PJs as a willing participant of a sport like that. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag. Yeah. Back to awkward. Okay. <laughs> We got we got our theme, man. We just gotta stick with it. Yeah. No, but go ahead. Do what you're good at. Yeah. Right. Yes. You do. Right. <laughs> no, go back. You were saying men choking you in PJs. Yeah. I mean, now that I have that mental picture, as I'm sure. I know you're time. Like sometimes we don't even wear the PJs and we just wear our oh, shorts Lord. and a tight T-shirt. That's funny. Now where are you at? <laughs> uh, so I, oh, let's see. Where, where was I? <laughs> I like to derail you. I don't know if you figured that out yet or not. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that story I was telling you about the girl from San Diego? Yeah, why don't you tell that right now? Okay, all okay. right. So I, I had a couple stories queued up in, in case we had time. But um, So I, I play Mile High is a league around town that has like co-ed adult softball, yeah. um, co-ed volleyball, you know, in Wash Park. or They have bar games too, like skee-ball and cornhole as like, Community leagues and stuff. So if somebody's looking to like start an exercise program, just join a co-ed softball league. Really super low intense. But you get out there and you have a community of kind of like dabbling athletic mindset of your teammates. Being around people that are in a similar position where they're wanting to do the same thing is a lot easier than doing it alone. So yeah, yeah, that's that's part of the accountability piece. Right. So they host an end of the season party every season, spring, summer, fall, stuff like that. And I go to the end of the spring of spring season at uh, Blake Street Tavern, big bar downtown, I love and it. they have this outdoor thing where people are playing flip cup and um, beer pong and things like that. Both games I'm not good at, mm-hmm. nor was I drinking very much. Okay, I drank a lot that day, <laughs> but I got bored because people were just playing flip cup and not talking amongst people I knew. Yeah, you know. So I leave and I walk down the street and I see the Cherry Cricket had just opened in where Breckenridge Brewery used to be. Oh, okay. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to go in for a burger and a beer and then go home. Yeah. So I sit down at the bar, get my beer, and this girl comes up, gets, and she's like, hey, is this seat open? Yeah. Right next to me. I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. She has to-go nachos in her hand <laughs> and a rosé. Yeah. Is this seat open? <laughs> That's pretty much Let how it Let me tell you something, Dave. <laughs> go ahead. So we're talking, and I get my burger, and within five minutes, she's already asked me for my number. And I start looking around. I'm like, oh god! I'm like, is this a bet? Like, where are your friends laughing at us from the? Ashton, come out! Yeah, is this an episode of Punks? <laughs> so I, you know, I, I'd say no. I, I don't know you. I'm, I barely know your name. You're eating nachos out of your to-go container. Where, yeah. Where's your boyfriend waiting for you to come bring nachos to him? You know. So we talk for another half an hour, and she eventually gets my number. And the best that I could think of to happen is like that night would be like the best case scenario. Right. So I text and she texts back and then I never hear from her again, which is fine. I wasn't really that interested. With this text back, just a bunch of letters and numbers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like she was trying to share a street address, like, but yeah. didn't quite get it. Yeah, she's like, Dave, it's 11KGFZ1. Are you in Nigeria? Because yeah. I'm, not, I'm not paddling a boat to get yeah, exactly. it. Exactly. It was her wife. <laughs> so, uh, so you know, I never even thought of her again. And I go to San Diego for a bachelor party. Five night, five days, four nights in San Diego. Took me three weeks to wash it off. It was awesome. So, how long from the time you met her to the San Diego? This was from like basically right around Memorial Day to Labor Day. Oh, okay. So the whole summer. It was pretty much the whole summer. Okay. That's a good three months, three yeah. and a half months. So I'm getting to the Southwest ticket kiosk where you print out your own tickets. And she's standing in front of me in line. Same girl. Guaranteed. You know? 
And I thought to myself, I'm like, I should totally text her and just say something like, hey, you up? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and uh, just be like stirring the pot. Be super creepy for a minute. Yeah. And, and I'm like, well, this must be personal growth because I'm like, Dave, that's a bad idea. Because yeah. <laughs> then you're going to get stuck on this <laughs> tube hurtling through this hurtling through and the air. And you be sitting right next right to her. Next and to her. she's like, don't touch me. <laughs> yeah. Another rosé, please. <laughs> <laughs> Where are my nachos? Yeah. <laughs> Was she holding nachos <laughs> To get on the plane. <laughs> no, so like after that weekend, I knew it was time to take a break from beer, you know, because yeah. like I totally could have texted her and been like just stirring the pot, like, hey, what are you doing in San Diego? Yeah. Like, and she looks around. Yeah. Super creepy, but to me, that's personal growth. No, that's good. And you know, I would have texted her, just me being me. <laughs> just, to, yeah. just to see what would happen, right? Turn around. <laughs> <laughs> You got a nice ass. <laughs> um, pink is your color. Pink is your color. <laughs> <laughs> that voice too. Oh. Do you remember me from your nightmares? <laughs> just send her a gift with like a dude peering over somebody else's yeah. shoulder. Exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's just not okay, right? No, and actually, that's very good for like you know for Which someone. Willpower. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of people out there that don't have that, you know? Right? So, I mean, it's props to you, my in friend. In that moment, I wish I were dead. Right. I wish I was dead. Right. And yeah. especially for a single guy in their 30s. I mean... Yep. So, um, <laughs> didn't you have another one of a girl named Brian? That's how I, I have you saved in my phone. I do have an, I do have another story. Do we have the time? Yeah, we got the time. <laughs> we got plenty of time. All right. So, mid-20s... Um, I go to the bar Pats. I don't know if you've ever been there. The Philly cheesesteak place yes, on Market. I've been there. It's downstairs, and this particular night That's was awesome. late. Didn't it close? I, I have no idea. Is no, it still open? I don't know. I used to go there all the time, though, because I love Philly cheesesteaks. Probably, because this is tell? an underage <laughs> story. <Yeah. laughs> underage story? Well, that's why they got shut down. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm back in. I'm paying attention. Okay, okay yeah. all right. I say the word underage, and you're like... What? Hyper-focused <laughs> on the conversation. So, I'm there with friends. I have no idea where I know, of who these people are. It's been God knows how long. So, I'm 26 or so. And I'm dancing. Well, actually, this girl comes up to me and asks me to dance at Pat's. I'm like, yeah, sure. You're cute. Sure. Exchange numbers at the end of the night. Go out a couple times. And on that second date, she's like, hey, you want to come out with me for my birthday on Friday? I'm like, yeah, sure. Why not? You know? And she's like, all right, we're going to meet up at midnight. So come over after you get off work. I'm like, midnight? That's weird. Yeah, that's weird. Um, so I meet him at DC 10. Again, this is how long ago that was. <laughs> I remember DC 10. Okay, it was a club. I don't know what it is now. It's like an office building or something. But I think a... they tore it down and now it's residences. Something like that. Or an architecture firm. It was this weird-ass <laughs> club, but you walk in and they had it all like an inside of an airplane, but it was mm. like big and weird. Mm. And then all the waitresses wore uh, flight attendant uniforms. Like from the 60s, yes. 70s. Yeah. Oh, that place was so weird. Uh -huh. I, okay, it was go. Awesome Powers in, yes. in real life before Awesome Powers. Yeah. It was awesome. Go ahead. Sorry. So I meet I meet her after work right at midnight because I was working in the hotel industry. And she's got a martini and I grab a beer and we stay until two and then we go back to her place. And we start, you know, clothes fly. It's her birthday. Mm -hmm. And um, this is not the first time that we've been together. Oh, okay. You know? So we start, <laughs> we, start, <laughs> we start getting down to it. And she gives me a condom that she has. I'm like, we used yours the other night. I actually brought my own because I didn't like that. Gentleman. I didn't like that brand. Yeah. Whatever. Oh. Did you just call me a gentleman? I'm like, what a gentleman. No, I'm like, <laughs> I won't go into the details about why I didn't like the condom brand. Oh, well. 
I brought, don't need to know, Dave. <laughs> I brought my own lubricated brand. Okay. And she's like, what? It's not all about you, Brian. Oh, no. And I was like, wait a second, what? Come again? And uh, I sit back a little bit, and she keeps coming at me. And I'm like, give me a second, girl. Yeah. Coming in hot and heavy. <laughs> and she's like, what? And I'm like, all right. Thought to myself, what would a normal guy do in this situation? So I fucked her, and I left. <laughs> <laughs> normal guy <laughs> right that's the guy in his 20s who's like well do i actually like have standards tonight because i've been drinking and a shot and a couple beers or yeah. whatever you know and i threw my standards out the window and you know we slept together and i hadn't you know didn't call her again so she calls me a couple days later she's like dave you want to go out again i had a good time on my birthday oh it turns out it was her 21st birthday that's why we were going at oh night. okay yeah she wasn't underage everybody not for long. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but when we met in Pat's, she was definitely underage drinking in a bar. Oh. That's, that was the point. So, Real quick, though. Mm-hmm. So I had a fake ID when I was 20. It was given to me from a guy that was shot in the face when he was younger. And, I mean, it was major. It was bad. But the guy was a jerk, though, too. He was a total weirdo skis or whatever. But he gave me his ID. I bought it from him and stuff. That ID... Worked in every freaking place. Yeah, because nobody's gonna ask. Nobody looked at it. Did you have reconstructive surgery? Oh yeah, but I was just like, it works everywhere. Like, I mean, nobody. It's like again. I think the guy was like forty, and I'm like twenty year old kid, and I looked twenty. But they're just like, okay, you still look twenty. Yeah, well, I'm a little taller. So (laughs) go ahead. I didn't mean to derail you. It's all right. So she calls me up a couple days later, and she's like, "You want to go out again?" And I'm like, "Yeah, sure." But do you mind if I come over and tell you a story first? She's like, yeah, I'm home. We're, she was a student. I worked evenings at the time. So I had a break in the afternoon. Yeah. And I get to her place and she's like immediately on me as soon as I walk in. I'm like, give me a second, girl. Seriously, yeah, do you want to not hear the story? So I tell her the story and she's like, I don't even know a Brian. Which is BS because everybody knows a Brian. Yeah, I know like three. Yeah, Katie knows yeah. at least one, right? You know a Brian, right? You know you Brian now? from Broadway? <laughs> right there in the corner? Brian? Brian, yeah. Brian from Broadway. The Brian from Broadway. The we call him BB. <laughs> hey, BB. Okay. She and uh, she's like, well, I don't even know a Brian. And I'm like, BS, girl. I didn't say this out loud, so I fucked her twice more, and I haven't seen her since. <laughs> Twelve years later. Holy shit. <laughs> Twelve years later, we match on Bumble. This is last fall. Social media. And, uh, right? Another reason for the detox. (laughs) (laughs) I'm getting the detox now. (laughs) Uh Uh, We match on Bumble, and she messages me after, like, we got each other's number. And I'm like, why is this number already in my phone? (laughs) And she's like, Dave, do you remember about 10 years ago we used to date? I'm like, now that you mention it, I do remember that. Really unique name. Yeah. Um, So I'm like putting two and two together. Yeah, Icicle, I remember you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I didn't meet her in a strip club. I know. I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. <laughs> All my credibility is out the window. <laughs> um, and I'm like, now that now that you mention it, I do remember dating you, and I remember liking you a lot. She's like, well, I need to ask for an apology because I was in a really dark place. Not sure if you remember any of the reasons why we stopped seeing each other. Mm-hmm. And I played dumb, you know. I'm like, I thought about it. I'm like, oh, this is the Brian chick. <laughs> so we go out again 12 years later 
uh, to Machete on a, like a Sunday. Neither one of us are drinking at the time. I love all these places you're talking about. But right? go ahead. Because this is great. This is quintessential Denver. Like yeah. this is dating in Denver. Yeah, this is. Where I'm like the ultimate recycler. Because <laughs> I care about the environment. You're very good. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the whole time it was like talking about how much we'd grown in 12 years. And she kept one-upping me. One-upping uh, me and saying like, oh, I completed Landmark, you know? Yeah. And, and I won't date anybody unless they go through the Landmark system. And I'm like, great, cool. I, I can respect Landmark. I mean, it's worth checking out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it just felt like she was one-upping me like every single time. Like, Dave, I've come so far in 12 years. Yeah. So I walk her to her car because I live in the neighborhood and she was driving there. She's like, so what are you feeling here? Because uh, I'm like 80% out, percent sure I want to go out with you again. 80. And I'm like, I mean, if it's not a hell yes, then it's a no. Right. And I asked her, I'm like, hey, can I think about it at least for a night? I, <laughs> <laughs> can I sleep on it? So my, my standard is I don't kiss on the first date because I do want to sleep on it. And like, if I wake up the next morning and I'm thinking of you, then, then yeah, it's a hell yes. And we'll yeah. go out again. It was not a hell yes. <laughs> now when someone's like, I'm about 80% into you. I'm about 80%. What about the other 20%? I don't know. <laughs> You're going to have to win that 20% yeah. over. That's the bitchy part of me. So that's that's how small town of Denver. <laughs> Denver is a small town. It is. I mean, it's crazy. Um, I mean, not dating, but even in like the gay world, like you shrink it even further. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh God, this is horrible. The pinkins are pretty slim. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> but the, like a small I, pond. I think the learning lesson from the whole thing is like, yeah, people can change. And another big lesson that I learned from that is like, hell, I'm still attracted to this girl 12 years later. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we had our distance in between, but we gravitated back to each other for a reason. And if I could still be attracted to this girl 12 years later and she called me the wrong name in bed, mm -hmm. I could probably make a marriage work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Because yeah. people in a marriage... Um, they're going to change seven or eight times, you know, mm -hmm. in that whole long-term relationship. So Esther Perel is one of the great art, uh, authors of our time. She's a great researcher on modern relationships and uh, polyamorous and monogamy and um, etc. And Esther Perel says, are you willing to marry this person eight times mm. in a marriage, in mm. a monogamous relationship? Because that's how many times they're going to change personalities and change traits over the course of their life. Yeah. Unless they have all eight when you first meet them. And, just like talk. <laughs> and then you're yeah. never bored. Yeah. That wasn't me. That was Patricia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And it just got yeah, awkward. Yeah. <laughs> and with that, I guess we'll end it. <laughs> um, go ahead and um, shout out to your app and stuff again, too. Thank so, you. Yeah. <laughs> so if, you, if you're interested in the fitness and nutrition programs, FLC Online in your app store on iTunes and Google Play. Um, please follow the Believe, Be Real, Be Bold podcast. Um, subscribe and rate it. We want to know if the message is getting across to our audience. And the reviews are like the best way for us to know. Yeah. So uh, hit me up if, uh, if you have anything that comes up in your life um, that you just have questions about. And we'll try to have a good time with it. We'll talk about the Enneagram, but we won't focus entirely there. That's your homework, actually, yeah. between our conversations. Very cool. Very cool. And thank you so much for being on here. And letting me be my weird self with you and, and putting up with all the crazy <laughs> shit that I put you through. Um, 
I love this relationship that we're building here, um, where you're willing to come on mine and you're letting me to come destroy yours. I just think it's great. <laughs> also, if you guys have any awkward stories, be sure to email us at I wish I was dead. That's D E D podcast at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook and Instagram. Like our posts, message us on there as well. Um, the best stories we will share. And um, thanks again for listening. Oh, and final, if you are thinking about suicide or if you are having suicidal thoughts, please call 1-800-273-8255. Thanks, Dave, again. My pleasure, Neil. That was fun. And we're done. <laughs>